Hi, this is Adrian Sala, founder of Wikisleep. As many of you know, the Wikisleep app is now available for both Apple and Android devices. And I recently updated it, adding some fun features like autoplay for the next episode, sequential play of your favorite episode and a timer so that you can set it and forget it while you drift off to sleep. I wanted to mention that I am removing ads from the podcast because I know how disruptive they are. My sincere hope is that you'll go to the app and try it out, where I believe the experience is just better. And as part of that, though, over the next coming weeks, I'll be changing the episodes on the podcast to be closer to previews of full episodes, about six or seven minutes each. If you'd like to hear this and every other episode in its entirety, they're available on the app, and you can access that by visiting wikisleep.com. It's simple to download and get started, and there's a free trial so you can test it out at no cost today. Anyway, I encourage you to get the app, and in the meantime, I hope you get some rest and enjoy this episode. You're listening to Wikisleep Podcast, a podcast designed to help you relax and unwind through calm, quiet storytelling. I'm your host, Hadrian Sala. As we begin, I'd like to start by taking a few slow, deep breaths. But I know not everyone likes to do this part. If you'd rather jump straight to the story, just skip ahead about 90 seconds. But remember, deep breathing has an amazing calming effect, helping reduce stress and anxiety and allowing you to relax a little. To do this, simply breathe out all the way, emptying your lungs and abdomen completely. Then, using a count of eight, breathe in slowly and fully, filling all the way back up again. At the top of your breath, pause for a count of four before breathing out slowly over another count of eight and emptying again completely. Pause at the bottom of your breath for another count of four, then repeat the process as many times as you like, as often as you like. Deep breathing is a great way to get grounded, whether you're at work, in a stressful situation, or just settling down to listen to a story like this. 
Today's story is about Charles Ponzi, an Italian con artist who became known in the early 1920s as a swindler in North America for his fraudulent money-making scheme in which he paid old investors with new investors' money. While this type of fraudulent investment was not originally invented by Ponzi, it became so identified with him that it is now referred to as a Ponzi scheme. Charles Ponzi was born in Italy on March 3rd, 1882. His ancestors had been well-to-do and his mother continued to use the title Donna, but the family had fallen upon hard times and had little money. As a young man, Ponzi took a job as a postal worker, but was then accepted into the University of Rome, La Sapienza. His richer friends considered the university a four-year vacation, and he was inclined to follow them around to bars, cafes, and the opera. This resulted in Ponzi spending all his money, and four years later he was broke and without a degree. During this time, many Italians were migrating to the U.S. and returning to Italy, rich. Ponzi's family encouraged him to do the same which they believed would return his family to its lost glory. On November 15, 1903, when Ponzi was 21 years old, he arrived in Boston aboard the SS Vancouver. By his own account, he had just $2.50 in his pocket, having gambled away the rest of his life savings during the voyage. He quickly learned English and spent the next few years doing odd jobs along the East Coast, eventually taking a job as a dishwasher in a restaurant where he slept on the floor. He eventually worked his way up to the position of waiter, but was fired for theft and shortchanging customers. In 1907, Ponzi moved to Montreal, Quebec in Canada and became an assistant teller in the newly opened Banco Zorossi, a bank started by Luigi Louis Zorossi to service the influx of Italian immigrants arriving in the city. By this time, Ponzi spoke English, Italian, and French, which is said to have helped him get the job at the bank. It was at Banco Zorossi that he first saw the scheme of robbing Peter to pay Paul, which would later be called a Ponzi scheme. 
Sarosi paid 6% interest on bank deposits, double the going rate at the time, and was growing rapidly as a result. Ponzi eventually rose to the position of bank manager, where he found out that the bank was in serious financial trouble because of bad real estate loans. Zorossi was funding the interest payments, not through profit of investments, but by using money deposited in newly opened accounts. The bank eventually failed, and Zorossi fled to Mexico with a large portion of the bank's money. Ponzi stayed in Montreal and for some time lived at Zerosi's house, helping the man's abandoned family while planning to return to the U.S. and start over. But he was penniless, and this proved to be very difficult. Eventually, he went to the offices of a former Zerosi customer, Canadian Warehousing, and finding no one there, wrote himself a check around $2,300 in a checkbook he found, forging the signature of the director of the company. If you're enjoying this Wikisleep story and would like to hear it in its entirety, full episodes are available on the Wikisleep app where there is so much more to help you get to sleep. Simply visit the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and search Wikisleep. Or visit wikisleep.com where there are simple links to the app. We're not a regular sleep app. We're a cool sleep app. Affordable, fun, and endlessly interesting.